Chuck, yes, can we do we another do. pancake um, health corner or whatever it's called today? Oh, we're totally doing it. where the butter and the buttery intro is always filled with margarine and the shirt and the syrup is always sugar-free what do you guys think about that for the i like intro? that it's funny right because we're I gonna like bring that because we're all lactose intolerant yeah or, or allergic. exactly and and because we're gonna bring back the health corner this week back by <laughs> actually we have no idea if it's popular demand but back by demand from the three of us <laughs> as always i am joined by my sisters lily and becky to talk about well our lives and our childhood, but also movies and television, of which we have much to discuss today. But first, before we get going and talk about any of these exciting pop culture things, I'm going to ask Becky, my sister in California, how you doing? Oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm good today. My in-laws arrived. They'll be staying for two full weeks. It'll be two weeks of eating lots of food, and that's about it. Um, so and then I'm, taking I'm, care of your child and being super and nice to you. Taking care of my child and just being like really, really everyone nice should, and loving and generous and kind. Everyone, and, everyone should know that not only has our whole family gone on vacation with Becky's in-laws, but I have <laughs> repeatedly invited them back on our family vacations because I love them so much. So before shout-outs, I'm giving a shout-out <laughs> to Tanya and Michael and Jenny and Devin and the kids. You're all wonderful. Can't wait to see you again soon. All right. Well, um, that's <laughs> my like... brother one-upping me, as always. Moving on. Lily, how are you? I am good. <laughs> I have a... I have... Shy's like, like, you know, like what a brown noser would be, but for an in-law. Like, Shy's like that, like the kid that's like so annoying at school that has to be the teacher's... He's an in-law pet. Shy, you're an in-law pet. But you know what? I just want to say, I don't have to try this hard with the Tom Broses, and I'm pretty sure they like me. Right? Oh yeah, no, you've slept oh, in their oh, house. For sure, the best. You've, you've slept the, yeah. in my in-laws' house like more times than I have at this point, and, <laughs> and like, but both at my sister-in-law and brother-in-laws, and at my parents-in-law. So, mm. yeah, I feel like you have very good stock with the Tom Bros back. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm good. I have a funny story about something that happened to me just on Friday at work. Um, and I feel like, well, you you know, this this is becoming all on its own its own segment of like the stupidity that happens to me at work in Spain. And, oh, so just um, to recap, people, you had a cockroach incident, and you had a Muzak version of Never Ending Story. Never Ending Story incident. during a meeting, and a, <laughs> and a separate incident where a cockroach fell on the person I was having the meeting with's head, and he flung it at me in a meeting. So um, I'm going to just give you a little bit of background story. Becky so generously gave me a beautiful gift this summer as an early birthday present because my birthday's in two weeks of this very fancy body oil, Um, which when I say it out loud, that kind of sounds like a strange gift, but it's like very California. It's an everyday oil. You can like use it. You can use it every kind of like a moisturizer. You can use it on your face. Yeah, use it on your... um, it's, on your what's it called the your like the body. ends of your hair you could use it anywhere it's, it's an very fancy. oil for anything and it is very fancy 
Right. It has like 17 types of organic oil in it. Um, it's wonderful. Like so, it's made of, so, is it only made of plants or is it made of animals? Meaning like beluga no, and stuff like that. No, there's definitely, it's from, definitely no animals, but there's a coconut in there. And argan, whatever argan oil is, I keep I seeing that everywhere. It. It has argan oil, which I can't, I don't know if that's a fruit or a plant, um, but it's Ar- in there. Argan's a state. <laughs> and so and so it was um i was getting ready to go out to this uh very important meeting that i had i was invited by the like federation of like urban businesses to come to represent our business with three other businesses and then like another association to kind of talk about how to expand commerce in a different city on the island um and so they wanted to use us as an example being at this meeting. So I was like, you know, very pumped. It was really, really hot out. Um, so it was like, we're having a heat wave. So I wore very cute, like business appropriate shorts. Um, kind of like a, like a pinstripe. What is a business thing. appropriate what, 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 what like a, a business short? It, it, it is a pinstripe, like white with black pinstripes, very thin pinstripes. So like gardening shorts? shorts? No, like, they're they just like fancy shorts. Like, are they like shorts that like an Orthodox woman would wear or like what are no like, they're how- like above the knee oh. which is an important point of the story so definitely above, above the, knee. the knee they don't sound okay. very, no. very business like to me no they're very cute and then like a um button down black shirt it's very cute anyways a nice sandals and because it's gonna be it's very hot and i had to walk to the meeting sure. i had to like walk around town and get to the meeting and and so i was like oh i'm gonna put some oil on my legs and you know moisturize all up and like put makeup on oh sorry hit the mic and put makeup on and all that before you, you I put makeup on your legs no i put mo- i put the oil on my legs i'm sure some people do put makeup on their legs i put makeup on my face and mm-hmm. i headed out to the meeting now, when I get there, the meeting, I've never been to this place. It's um, like a like three-story uh, building, and they're on like the second floor. But in Europe, for some reason, that's really the third floor. And then there's a secret fourth floor. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get oh. my steps in. I'm not going to take the elevator. Yeah, numbering um, floors. Really all with the like RS being the first floor. No, no, RC. The RC. Sorry. Did I just say it? Like the first floor, not RS. RC. Whatever that means. And so... I was like, oh, I'm not going to take the elevator, get my steps in. And it was like an entire extra floor than I had planned. So needless to say, I was like very hot when I got up there. And then we go into this sort of like a boardroom, meeting room, but not that big. And there's people are crammed in. There. There's a lot of people. And the president of this federation is, is starting the meeting. And the first thing he said was, oh, does anybody want me to put the air conditioning on? Because it was really bloody hot in there. And... I'm like, obviously, everybody's going to be like, yeah. The woman next to me, and this is no joke, I just sweat pouring, just dripping down her face. And everybody's like, I'm fine. Now, these people are all in jeans because they're Spanish. Why didn't you just say yes? I would love it if you could put the air on. Everybody turns around and is like, "Ah, okay, it's fine. And and I was like, wow, how not American (laughs) is this moment? Women, like the few women in the meeting, start taking out the like Spanish fans and fanning themselves. And I'm like, guys, if you need to take out a fan in a meeting, put the AC on. 
No, everybody's hot just hearing the story. No, Shy is like Shy would literally like have had to be like, excuse me. I'm like, I'm 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 rethinking going to visit you again after hearing this story. My favorite temperature is air conditioning. Period. That's the temperature. I know. I know. Air conditioning. So. So the women are fanning themselves, and I'm like, well, why don't I have a fan? I know I have to bring my fan to this meeting, and everybody's <laughs> well, I don't know, fanning you your, themselves. You brought your garden party shorts, but you didn't bring your fan? Because yeah. I, I thank God I was wearing shorts, except that I did not plan. Becky, do you have any idea how when you put a significant amount of that body oil on and then sit on a plastic chair and have the temperature of the room be somewhere around 90 degrees. If you cross your legs, you slip right off. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a slip and slide. <laughs> you know, like, Ross's That's amazing. Pants, Ross's pants pants on friends, but the reverse. Like, this was, I literally, like, sliding into first, Dumped onto, jumped onto a slip inside, crossed my legs, got a little bit of butt cheek onto the chair, and like or like thigh, and just slipped right off. And then I was like, "I'm fine, I'm I'm fine." And it was just so hot, so like the oil was just seeping out of my skin. And then um, for the rest of the time sitting there, I just kind of kept sliding slowly down the seat, and I couldn't cross my legs because then the legs were just like, it was so bad. And I was like, I can't believe people are not putting on the air conditioning. And um, in that moment, I was like, I am so uh, fish out of water right now. Like, I cannot believe this culture. I love it. But sometimes I'm like, are you kidding me? It's pretty Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, maybe they don't, maybe they, maybe they know not to wear slippery oils. Okay. Well, as we get into the show. I have some important feedback from various audience members that I receive. I know you guys receive it also in different places, but A, we're really always grateful. And I'll start off with our dear friend, Alana, who is a... lost you there for a second. Oh, our dear friend, Alana. Can you hear me now? Mm -hmm. Our our dear friend, Alana, who is a longtime loyal listener, was in town this weekend escaping the hurricane. We wish everybody who is dealing with the hurricane and its implications uh, uh, well... And, and a speedy recovery from all of the damage that's been caused. And Alana was visiting. And among many things, we caught up on her impressions of the podcast. And she had just stopped about right before we got into talking about the Monster Squad in the episode with that one. I think it's the last episode that we had. And she said that she had some Monster Squad news to tell us. And that is that the little girl who befriends Frankenstein in the movie, who played Phoebe, I think is the name of the character, married mm-hmm. one of Alana's camp friends. So oh, Ash- Ash- Ashley, Bank, Ashley Bank is married to one of Alana's camp friends. And Alana says, oh, do you want me to ask her if she'll be on the show? And I said, did you listen to the rest of the Monster Squad episode? Because Lily really tore it up. I'm not sure she's going to want to be on the show. <laughs> and so uh, we probably, she oh, probably... Sorry. I, I mean... <laughs> Who knew that? Jeez, lesson learned. You never know who's well, listening. No. Well, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But you maybe, never maybe. knew know who married a camp friend. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's actually more accurate. <laughs> so that's one piece of news. Um, the other news I have about our, the time that I spent with Alana this weekend is I went to my first Renaissance fe- festival ever. We joined uh, her, her, me, and the older child went with 
Alana and her family, and we saw a joust. We ate a giant turkey leg. We is that a, a thing that Alana does um, often with her family? No, no, no it was it was their it was their first time too. There were oh. a lot of different pot pies on a stick available. Yeah. What? Pie on a stick? That seems like it's not. Oh no! Everything's available. Everything's available. There was a peanut butter pie on a stick. Everything's just deep fried. That's why. Why is it on a stick? Because oh, it's deep so, fried. Be, because I think they want it to be authentic, and they don't want to have. They want to save um, plates. Like they don't want you. There weren't a lot of paper plates. I suspect it's an environmental thing. No, I have no idea. And then there was a performer named El Gaucho, and El Gaucho had bolos, which he said were balls, which were these like <laughs> spinny balls that he banged on the ground and danced with and it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it was very cool and what i what i realized as i was seeing it is the original comic-con in a way because here you have all these people dressed up and you know very specific vendors selling chain mail and things like that and i realized oh wow there's like a real connection here so it was lovely the maryland renaissance festival was a lot of fun and then last but not least earlier today i had the great pleasure of joining Nick from the Stand Against Evil podcast known as um, the Podcast Against Evil, only the episode that I'm participating in is the Fan Against Evil episode. And I got interviewed by Nick, and that podcast is terrific, and you know how much I love that show, so I highly recommend you check out the show, and the accompanying podcast is awesome. And Nick and the gang at that podcast are super. And with that... Uh, we, we, um, we'll probably, we're, we're going to talk about, oh, sorry, last but not least, Lily. Sorry, this is last but not least. Mom. Mom calls me earlier today with a list of things. Feedback on the podcast. <laughs> and she states that she, that you exaggerate. And I, and I said, yeah, that's, I love Lily. Is, that's like Lily's number one storytelling trait. She's the queen of exaggeration. I love when Lily exaggerates, Mom. She goes, yeah, but she told everyone that I made her watch Book Club. She made me watch Book Club. And she loved that movie. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, she made you watch that movie so she could talk about watching that movie with you, Mom. A hundred percent. So anyways, speaking of movies... Uh, do you want to get into our movie or do you want to do the health ca- corner first? Movie. No, let's do, okay, we'll talk about our movie. Okay, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I just made a decision. No, no. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like let's dive into the topic of the day. Let's dive into the topic of the day. We can do the health corner towards the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. So if you're excited about the pancake health corner, we have more today. And that'll be at the end. Of saying health corner, let's just call it the pancake corner. The pancake corner? Because we can debate whether or not it's healthy. That's what makes it funny. Anyways. <laughs> so today's movie that we're talking about is called American Animals and this is I'm going to up front give Lily the uh, found money. Yep. We talked about this early on, which is the found money award where you stumble onto something that you didn't realize was going to be awesome when you were kind of Sure, on the I mean it wasn't flipping. free, but yeah. But, but I feel like no, no, no. I feel like I'm I'm going to give her an I told you show for it. Uh, uh, oh. I don't know if that counts because I hadn't seen it. It was a bit risky. Oh, because I guess you hadn't seen we it. We all either. watched it at the same time. I was like, we need to. But, but I had been on us for like months saying we got to watch this movie. That's, guys. Right. That's why I feel like I had no idea what the movie was when you, when you told me American I had Animals, sent you the link like 15 I, times. I, I you know what it, I got to tell you? I never once watched the preview. 
I'm glad I didn't watch great. the preview. Yeah. I don't think I would have. I, I, I think I enjoyed not knowing anything about this movie. I mean, it wasn't like it had spoilers. You could just look up the story since it's a true story. But it was it was a really cool movie. So Shai, I have a question before we dive into it. Would you, you want to say... do the health corner? No, no, no. I have, a, <laughs> I have a question about for you about the movie before we really get into it. Would you say this is your favorite documentary since Troll Hunters? Uh, Troll Hunters is a cartoon, which I wasn't going to no. get all. Yeah. You mean no, Troll Hunter? Troll Hunter. Hunter. Troll Hunter, singular, sorry. So Troll Hunter, the Danish movie, a Swedish, Danish movie that it is amazing. <laughs> amazing. And they, these actually were, I guess there's some similarities when you think about it. But that's, you know, that that is a real true story. This American Animals, I'm not sure 100% how true that was. It's pretty true. I know. I'm totally messing around. Lily, have you seen oh. Troll Hunter? It's a, it's, a, no. like a, it's a fake documentary about guys who go and hunt like trolls in the north of oh. Denmark. Oh, yeah. But it's like, amazing. Should, big... I, should I literally finish that movie? Like, this is the best documentary I've ever seen. And for years has just referred to it as a documentary, oh, which is why it's... upon seeing this well, film, it's like which saying is... Spinal Tap is the best documentary. Right. <laughs> Both exactly. of those are better than all of the documentaries that I've ever seen. Uh <laughs> So but, uh, let me let me uh, well, Becky, would you like to tell us a little bit about what American Animals is? Give us the kind of intro to both the style of film and what it's about. I literally don't even know. So I actually have questions about the style of film, but the base, the basic premise the is filmmaker that filmmaker in this group. I no, but, but I have questions about uh, what we. I feel like we could debate what style of well, film. I think it's, it's very fluid. Like it so yeah, so I don't think so it's the, clear. The basic premise is that this is the true account, or this is an account of. Uh, four college students who plan a heist to steal rare books that include um, some 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 rare pieces of artwork, um, and it's the story of how the heist gets planned and goes down and the aftermath of it. But when I say I don't know what style of film it is, because on the one hand it's a fictionalized you know it's a fictionalized account, it's a narrative film, but on the other hand it includes actual interviews throughout the film with the with the young men. And kind of in, so, reminds like, me of I, Tanya in that no, way. No, but I'm saying, but but it's the actual, it's the actual right. men who were involved, which then gives it this, um, not not documentary aspect to it, but kind of in a sense, this real telling of their story. So then, my question is, the scenes that we're seeing of the actors, is it meant to be completely? Um, just this, the director's fictionalized version of it, or is it more like a reenactment of the story that these young men are telling us? Which is why I feel like if you really wanted to, you could argue how this falls in the documentary category because you have the real people sitting on camera telling their story. Then you cut to all these scenes that are essentially reenactments. So you right? even have at one point, which I thought was quite cool, one of the actors playing one of the real guys speak to each other mm-hmm. oh yeah in, in the car for a second mm-hmm. but i would but i would say that which i was like whoa talk about uh, a fourth wall yeah i would say that you know if you're really care if you're really going to be specific if you think of other programs or shows where you have both interviews and reenactments this is basically an episode of that 911 show that uh, William Shatner <laughs> used to narrate, where you'd have uh-huh. interviews and then they'd reenact it, or each Hollywood story, only really, really well made. Another way you could look at it as I-, I see it much more as a drama than a documentary 
and it, yeah. and it happens I mean, to have but this but the special features are just like included in the movie <laughs> so, right so and i and i think in, in any click... other movie it would take you out of the movie but the story is kind of just so unbelievable in the sense of like really like that that it, it i think it does a service because these guys are being like no like actually that really happened and this is how i felt at the time and then it goes back to like and then you can go back to enjoying it because you're like oh i guess that really happened right mm-hmm. and i i thought i thought the reason that they it threaded together so well were little things like um the well not not a little thing the way that the interviews are done they're highly staged they're highly stylized and right, it matches right. perfectly with the style of the of the filmmaking and then you have certain overlaps like the shirt that one young man is wearing one of the men is, is wearing exactly. in their interview is the same shirt that the actor is wearing in you know the early Most, early part, part of the of film so. um and so you'll have crossovers like that throughout where you're really weaving the fictional character the actors and the real people together and you'll have an actor saying a line in a scene and then it cuts to the real person finishing the sentence so you're they're really weaving these two i was worried you know considering you know you with the background you have back i was like oh is that gonna get annoyed this is like a little too meta it's like a bit gimmicky i have to tell you vlad and i immediately once we understood what was going on we were like this is so much fun this is so right it's a great because i think the story is not it's a cool story, fine, because it's, like, crazy and weird, but the story on its own is just kind of, like, sad. And yeah. I, yeah, and you're just like, you guys are dummies. But by interweaving it and doing this creative style and having it work, you get so much more invested in the story of I, I, these four guys. So here's a question for you about the interviews. I love what Becky was saying about how the interviews are woven woven in and, and they're woven into the look of the film. There were times where I was wondering myself, are these guys telling the story and being themselves? Are they actually acting while they're doing it? Because there are times in particular when the Spencer act, the Spencer, real life Spencer, who is arguably the main character or one of the two main characters, is talking to the screen where I was wondering if he was saying lines. I guess it sounded so authentic yes. that it must have okay, just so, been him talking, no, no, no. but it I, almost looked like he was saying lines. In my experience, I would say there's at least for sure one moment where he's reading a line. But but what I what I imagine happened is that these interviews were conducted with very, you know, with a very clear goal in mind of how, of how the story needed to be told like beat by beat. Um and that if he wasn't naturally saying what they knew they needed to cut in, they might have at certain points saying, you know what, could you just phrase that thought again like this? That's my guess. I'd be curious okay. to read something or see a, an interview with the director because that I feel like that happened just to get a couple sound bites. But it felt to me like authentic interviews, but interviews that had been very, very well prepped. Um, by both the director and the and the subjects who were being interviewed, it was very clear what they were what they were what they needed to accomplish. Yeah. And did you think that all of the actors worked well with who their real counterparts were, or did you did or did that ever take you out of sure. the movie? Sure. No, I thought I thought that was I thought that was well done. I thought 
that um, I'm blanking on his name. The Spencer, Evan, Evan, not Spencer, Evan Peters. Evan, Evan Peters. Um, as Warren. Yeah, I, as Warren. I thought he was excellent. Um, I think I think he's a great actor. I feel like you just you don't see him in enough. Um, and I thought he nailed it. Oh, yeah. And um, and I think I mean I have a soft spot for Blake Jenner. I love that guy, but um, <laughs> doesn't have a soft spot. For I mean, that guy. honestly, was that the you know, rich guy? That's that. Yeah. yeah, that's Supergirl's husband. I know you like like super stuff. Oh, so. you mean she, that's <laughs> Mel- Miss, Melissa, Melissa Benoit. Beno- well, it's not. It's Benoit. She but, doesn't pronounce it French. Benoit. It's not. Anyways, we would pronounce it Benoit because he, Benoit is not a word. That's, he, not, that's how she pronounces it. Was he in like a Hunger well, Games wrong. or something? I feel like he was. No, he was in that. Um, he was on Glee where they met, and then he was on Everybody Wants Some in the movie oh, Everybody. He was and he was on the Edge of Seventeen. He Wasn't was he the brother in the Edge of Seventeen? Yes. And he's he is the, the main brother. guy from Everybody Wants Some. He was great in this. I mean, right. And so even him, I think. I think they were all. I think they were all really good. Yeah, they were all really good. And you know, little things like. Um, well, I don't want to. But again, so wait, the little things I, that we've I, talked about: the I use I of have... color, the use of costume, the framing. I thought it was all just. It felt, even if it was too much, even if it was super highly stylized, it all felt so purposeful and interesting. And, you know, it's exciting to see a movie like that where the story carries the film just as much as the style. So Allie, it doesn't matter Allie if the style's interesting unless the story's good to back it up. You know, Ali and I did have an issue, though, with one of the actors, not not him as a performance, the actor who played Spencer, Spencer. Barry. I knew you were going to say that. Kyoven? I knew it. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He he, the real Spencer is not only look different, but he's like a very handsome art artistic looking man. <laughs> and I'm not saying Barry isn't a handsome person, but they made him very pale mean, yeah. and pasty. Like that was part of the. They made him, you know. And like, I think part of it is that you were supposed to feel anxious with that character. You're supposed to identify I, with I that think, character. I think. Also, sorry to interrupt you. If you look back, and I don't know if you were able to see, they don't show any footage of the four of them at that age. But he was way more like awkward looking, not as like handsome and put together as you see him in the video and that's in the interviews. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So maybe there was something there that was kind of representing this sort of kid who hadn't grown into himself, who let himself go along with. Yeah, that but stupid. I think that's really that's important because you know, right. because. The whole idea a conscious we're choice. Seeing, we're seeing these four guys, you know, years later, 15 years later or so, who have been transformed by this whole experience. But three out of four of them, they picked actors who looked like them, right? Yeah, that's true. Three out of, well, three no, of maybe, but this kid could be such a good actor. Maybe they uh, were like, you actor, can but... convey the, the confusion, nervousness, coolness that you're trying to achieve. And I mean, I think he did a good job. It does take you a bit out of it that you, when you switch back to the interviews with the real people, you're like, hey, you guys look nothing alike. So I, I don't I think I don't think someone me. looking like someone is necessarily yeah, like an acting skill. So like, for example, when they had. Frank Langella do Richard Nixon and Frost Nixon. They didn't like mm-hmm. put him in a Richard Nixon mask. He just acted so well. Pretend, I think, right. I don't okay. know what the real, but I, I think you made a really good point, which is that this younger version of Spencer is far more anxious than the older version who is a little more detached, wiser. He's been damaged by this whole experience. And I think maybe that you also see like the, the, 
actor, Barry Kay, last name I can't pronounce, he did such a good job conveying what they wanted to convey with that character. I think it's Keegan. Keegan? I I don't know. Someone's going to have to look that up. I'm so sorry. I apologize, sir. I guess he won't be on the podcast either. That's great. Two people (laughs) we've offended. Um, So I will. uh, So now I'm going to ask you guys a couple a couple more questions what what did you think of the reservoir dogs callback because for me with the age of those actors that was perfect with the characters perfect no but that's that's well, true that's it, but it's true story. it was part they of the real make, story that's actually part of the story they sat and watched yeah they watched old like heist films the oceans 11 being one of them reservoir dogs like and they chose those names based on the movie which is ludicrous but they did that and i love the way that they also have that that parting shot from one of the characters where he's like that's not even the best tarantino film because that is totally (laughs) what some guy would say in a group where everybody's arguing over the names like yeah dead dead on yeah uh, yeah, I, anyways, this director is a total maniac. I'm super impressed by just the okay. ability so to see. If you are brave enough, so if you like, are brave enough, and yeah. people who see this movie, uh, who are listening, um, which we obviously all recommend it, if you are brave enough, and I think Becky, this could be up your alley. Shy, I'm not sure, so sure so much, but his previous film, I've seen it. the oh, you've seen it, yeah. Uh, yeah. the isn't, imposter. Isn't that what the yeah. show Sneaky Pete is based on? No, no. Definitely not. It's about a guy who pretends to be in someone's family. Oh. Yeah, but I don't think that's what that's... Oh. Not I, mean, right. I read the, the description and it just sounded like crazy. Sneaky Pete. No. But that movie, that, that film completely so interweaves that. Um, the real person with the... That's, that's definitely act- more of like a documentary with reenactments. Right. And this is pushing, pushing it over the line right. into right. a drama. I mean, you American can see animals. how he took that idea yeah, and then and pushed it even further, even further and uh, very cool just super cool right because i feel like often maybe if somebody does a movie based on a true story um more than once you're kind of like uh hello get your own idea no, you know what i mean cool. and and this guy clearly um you know, Bart Layden clearly has an, a, a knack and uh has created sort of like his own little niche there was doing an excellent job at telling stories that have actually happened to people. So it's very cool. So I have some rapid fire notes. Do you guys have, Lily, do you have any rapid fire notes or questions? No, 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 go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. So, okay. So here we go. Um, A movie, here are the movies that it reminds me of. It reminds me of Spring Breakers, The Bling Ring, and I, Tanya, kind of all together for different reasons. Spring Breakers and The Bling Ring because it's like bored kids doing terrible things and I Tanya for the reasons that you talked about that blurring of reality and fiction with the actors or the interviews kind of looking real Uh, Mm -hmm. so and and we love that movie on on our show so I I love I love that feeling the other thing the music in this movie was amazing I know it was great completely agreed scene nailed it it's rare uh, I feel like aside from Aside from the use, like the uh, aside from the use of, I want to make a really specific point about the music, though. Aside from the uses of Elvis's a little less conversation, a little more action <laughs> remix, which Ali and I, Ali made this point, and I, I give her credit for saying, was the obvious heist movie soundtrack song. Like I felt like it, 
that took that was the one thing that took me out of the movie it was that because I was like wait a minute is this Ocean's Eleven I get it they watched Ocean's Eleven to make this movie but <laughs> but for the other choices which includes I, here's a couple I wrote down Rodriguez's Crucifier Mind that's the guy from Searching for Sugar Man The Doors Peace Frog slash Blue Sunday and then Leonard Cohen's Who by Fire were all less than obvious choices in my view for all of those artists than their more famous songs. And I I was shazamming throughout this whole movie. I I, I have screenshots of all the stuff I shazammed. I I have to say in particular, Who by Fire, when that came on, I was like, whoa, that's a good choice. That like shook me. And so now I'll dig in on who by fire when did we watch this movie we watched this movie yeah a week in between russia huh? and that's Yom exactly what i was thinking so for all the jewish listeners and non-jewish listeners there is a very important prayer that is sung at rosh hashanah during the amida and i guess during Yom Kippur during the amida which is a central prayer that Dad would say, I'm going to do a little tribute to Dad, that his canter from when he was little, Cantor Zuckerman, used to crush. So Cantor Zuckerman did an amazing job, and it is called the Natana Tokef. And the Natana Tokef has all of those lines in it of, like, who will die in the coming year? Who will they die by fire? Will they die by restlessness? All of these different terms looking forward to the year. And it's Leonard Cohen uses a lot of biblical and religious imagery, so I suspect that these are connected and it's very cool that we chose this time of year to watch it. It's very cool mm-hmm. they use that song in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So that's, let's see. Oh, what are my other rapid fires here? Chaz. I, I wrote to myself, starring Chaz as a Winklevoss. <laughs> and, well, just because it reminded you of the yeah, Chaz. Yeah, just reminded me of Winklevoss. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, oh, and the fact that the name of the librarian was Gooch, which I'm pretty sure on an earlier episode of the podcast when Steph guessed, Becky kept asking Steph who Gooch was, and Gooch. nobody knew what anyone was talking about. But I thought maybe that was the I, I Gooch you were talking later about. Explained it. I later explained yes. it, but it never made it to it our neighbor, our neighbor who would yell Gooch to like somebody, his roommate or something, and it caused us to then repeat many times so it wasn't about this gooch the poor librarian who gets tortured okay so now questions for you why do you think these guys did it that is like it could be a whole debate but 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 the i feel like the ending of the film the very very like last couple lines of the film are are address that specifically and i think i don't think you need to I don't have anything more to add. Okay. All right. So people on, can on people what, can watch. I feel like you need to watch it and the last couple lines of the movie really um But I, well I will say is that we're in bling ring you could kind you can there's so many things you can blame it on or chuck it up to in terms of like why would these rich kids go and try and steal stuff from Paris Hilton's house? You can um and Rachel Bilson, sorry. I'm so sorry, Shay. You must be very upset about that. Yeah. Um, people should not be mess with Rachel. Her privacy. Um, but, um, you can kind of, because of celebrity culture and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you can, I feel like easily tack on a lot of meaning to why they may have done that here. I find it a lot more difficult and, um, it's like a bit more of like an existential kind of debate. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Cool. Okay. So your MVP of the actors, not of the random, not actors. Um, obviously. 
Obviously, Evan Peters, no question. Yeah, Evan Peters is off the chart. I mean, and Blake oh, Jenner for, your for MVP? his smile. But, yeah. Oh, for your MVP, yes. For sure, for sure, for sure. I would say in both uh, fiction and in reality. That was oh, my favorite character. Warren and, yeah, I mean, Evan yeah, Peters. Yeah, Warren who, across the board was, was the best character. Evan Peters, yeah. who I previously only knew as the X-Men universe version of Quicksilver. Lily, we can't explain all of the Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch stuff right now. So just. No oh, I know Doesn't it's matter. <laughs> it I know. Is. But that guy can seriously act. And to me, I, 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 uh, I'm now a huge fan of his because of how well he did in this movie. And I think I'd like to see him. In more, I'd like to see him in like a rounders type movie, uh, something like that. Yeah, like I also want to see. Yeah. I need to see another rounders type movie, but okay. I think there no. There's got to be if there's a rounders two, put Evan Peters in it. I don't know. That's super random, but that's <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Okay, well, so American, so okay, so I'll say my my big criticism of this, which will come in a little bit later, I thought it was forty minutes too long. I mean, it was what it was. It was an artistic film. I watched it. it I think 40, end, but I, I think don't 40 is a bit 40 minutes long. I mean, it was like 10, 10 minutes 15, too long. Yeah. But but That's all movies are a little bit too long and a little bit self-indulgent. Um, but but the, overall, the, I still enjoyed it, and I would still recommend it. The last half hour and the last shot of the movie in particular where, I, I don't know, where they're driving by. I didn't even really understand the Spencer part. That, to me, was weird. Uh, I, I, anyway, so the, the length of it, I watched it in two sittings. I fell asleep the first night. I was tired. It's not because of the movie. And then I watched this. That might be why you feel like movies are long, though. No, like, if you no. break them up over several days, they feel longer. No, yeah, no. Yeah, I think one of the problems is that you tend to watch epic films, like all the Lord of the Rings films, and you watch them over, like, a four-week period. No, see, the Lord of the Rings movies don't feel too long for me. That movie oh, felt God. too long for me. I completely disagree. So speaking of movies, so okay, do you do you guys each give it a buy? Yes. Yes, for sure. So for I sure. I'm it, actually I, very happy we own it cuz I'm I want to watch it again. I I give it a rent because I loved it. It was awesome. People should see it, but I I just don't really want to see it again, but it was amazing. Um but it's a positive rent, it's not a negative rent. And speaking of length of movies, uh this is a good way to get into our recommendation section. I got to see Saturday night, thanks to my amazing wife, The Predator, which is the How was it? fourth movie, if you're looking at the straight up Predator canon, but really the uh, sixth movie, if you include Aliens versus Predator, the two Alien versus Predator movies, which based on what I've read about this movie are technically canon. Um, and so the premise of the movie hmm. is convoluted but essentially a predator one of the predators is comes... it convoluted that's oh, no. so this, shocking this is, this is super convoluted I mean, it doesn't like make perfect sense well, it doesn't, it, so, so what i would argue is that it doesn't need to right the first predator no. and the second <laughs> clearly predator are simple movies creature comes to hunt good guys fight creature that is seemingly unbeatable okay this one tries to inject some backstory and almost a little bit of political intrigue into the Predator world. There's Predator translating machines, and th there's so a lot going on. Is it a prequel? On. No, it's a it's a far it it's a f no. It takes place now. It takes place thirty years after the first Predator, and they reference the first and second movie. Um, and there's a Predator, and then there are other Predators coming to chase that Predator. And anyone who doesn't want spoilers, 
now's a good time to stop. I'll only spend about three minutes on this. But what is great about this movie? So it's been skewered in the by the critics who were complaining about like. I was going to say only three minutes. Lucky us. There, I'm just there, there, there's, <laughs> there's, there, the critics skewered this, saying that complaining about the flaws in logic and universe building. I'm like, are you guys? Well, serious? you can't make seven or to ten, whichever. There's an argument if some are in or not of these movies and not have some logic be skewered. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but also like they, like there are things like Olivia Munn's character is on one side <sighs> of Tennessee at one part, and then she's like very quickly on another side, and everyone in the theater at the same time loudly said, "How did she get there?" But at the same time, no one really like cared. they're like because they're like making the movie and they're like people not, are too dumb to know geography. That's not the problem with the movie right. though. The movie, like honestly, so, if you're watching that movie, and you're like, "Well, Tennessee." Like when we watched uh, that makes no sense because it takes way longer than that to get across. Right. Well, <laughs> exactly. I was watching Jack Ryan with Shine Alley, and there's like a whole thing about DC and how he gets from like one place to another, and they're like, "Oh my god, he could never bike there." I was like, "Well, <laughs> this show's inaccurate." Well, I've, heard, I've read terrible reviews of that show. But that's like, a show. That, that, that's a fun uh, show. That show's fun. But that show takes place in reality. This is a show with aliens that come to oh, Earth. So with in the show, giant... Tennessee is smaller. I don't know. <laughs> aliens come to Earth with their giant alien dogs and hunt other aliens and humans. That's what happens in this one. Wait, so, but what are the predators then? No, are those the predators like, are the aliens. With, and then who are their dogs? Oh, one of the predators has two dogs. And one of the dogs becomes friends are with the people, sort dogs? of. No, they're they're what? predator dogs. They're like Gorgon? dogs. I feel like there's a lot of demogorgons and things we see lately. I'm <sighs> over them. I'm exhausted just hearing so, about this. So, anyways, I, I'll say this: the Shane Black, who did Lethal Weapon and who did Iron Man Three, he know uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He knows how to get that like pitter patter between the uh-huh. ensemble. Super fun, like super fun at the same time. Very 80s and 90s. Like, let's just look, again. It ain't Shakespeare. It's kind of all oversimplified. But you had Thomas Jane. You had the guy who played Theon Greyjoy. You had Keegan Michael Key, who's mm-hmm. definitely a huge highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all really, they were all really fun. And Olivia Munn. I think Olivia Munn is viable as a scientist. They keep casting her as a scientist, so I'm just assuming. Give like, at this me point, a break. Why not? Oh, she always plays a very, very attractive genius. Even and she's in very newsroom. awkward. She always plays a very awkward uh, person and being like that. Don't buy that it for a second. And, and I'll say, so uh, like just, this, just put it this way. This again, it, it more or less, it didn't, it, if so three movies I saw with monsters in the last little while, the Meg, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and this, and I would rank them the Mega's number one, delivered on its promise, was super oh fun. Oh my god, that makes these other two movies sound so bad, Jay. Yeah. This movie but was definitely, definitely after the Meg, and the last Jurassic Park I saw, which was a couple weeks ago, was garbage. It was two hours, two it's and a half. Scratch and not make sequels. It's going to be terrible. It was I so I feel like bad. we had a conversation about this. Yeah, it was terrible. It was. It was did you go so, to the theaters? When did you see this? No, no, he it's already, bought it's it. Video. You can, you can. Oh, see we it. bought it. Yeah. Did you buy it on your account? Oh, oh I didn't, one, I didn't watch one, it. one more thing, also. Jake no, he bought Busey. it on your account. <laughs> that would never happen. Yeah, Jake Busey makes a cameo in the Predator, and I support many things that have Jake I, Busey in them. I agree. There All should right. be a bit more Jake. Busey. So I recommend the Predator to anyone who likes the Predator movies and is not hung up on story logic. And another can great I thing, watch wait, this without knowing the? 
previous uh-huh. films? I'm going to go a- with yes. Absolutely. And not only that, the, the so the previews ended at 7.52, right? So we get there at 7.30. They ended at 7.52. We were walking out of the theater by like 9.20 or something like that. Like this Ooh. movie was, was like a little bit over 90 minutes long. <laughs> like not only was it only the good parts, it was only the parts. Like there was no interconnecting parts. It was just scene what, after was scene. Was it scary scene. at all? Like, was there any suspense? Because I remember shitting myself as a kid watching the original with you. <laughs> I actually couldn't even see it. I have to get it leaving and coming back in the room. Oh, the first, I just saw like Arnold Schwarzenegger three times, and I was like, I'm done. The first, but I remember being terrified. No, the first and second one are 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 scary because they don't show you the monster the whole time, and they keep the mystique of this unbeatable creature. By this one, they they need to get you into the movie to see the monster. Like, that's part of the shtick. And so mm-hmm. you see the monster a lot. Uh, I mean, it just, no, that, that's not it. At this point, they're they're doing something else with it. They're, they have to get you with giving you more mythos and more backstory, which, like, honestly, it's like the Alien movies. I just don't think we need to know where. I, what is movies' obsession with filling in all the gaps? Not everything needs a tie-in comic book and a prequel and just let it happen. It's a monster. It's scary. I love a good origin story. But, yeah. But all back, right. yeah. You, I feel like... I've You've lied to the so public. much time talking about this movie. I don't need to see it anymore. I and back. also you lied because it is definitely more than three minutes. Yeah. Like well, no, you, you guys asked me questions. You guys oh, this is a good. That's fair. That's fair. How was Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us? Oh, he was great in it. He was great. Yeah? I, the, the cast good. was really fun. Like my biggest thing about it is that my biggest complaint about it is that with these movies, ever since really Sigourney Weaver... They they really just don't commit that much to the human characters that like they'll bring in these great they'll bring in these great character actors right? like I'm not gonna tell you who lives and who dies from it because I guess that's to the extent that there's a spoiler. Oh my god! Can't we just guess and like whoever wins wins? I'm guessing the game? they all die except Olivia Munn. She, she Olivia, might die. Olivia Munn does not die. But I'm guessing so. everybody but Thomas Jane. No, Thomas Jane definitely dies. Um, really. Awesome. Yeah, no. So, so here's the Jake thing. All, oh, Yvonne Strahovski's in it. It's unclear <gasps> if she lives because she's I in the. I told you she was in it, Shai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. You're like, no, she's not. Yeah, because she's in you. it as she's in it as a side character. That clear. So, if you read about the movie, it was chopped up by the studio and stuff. But like, she clearly had much awesome. more of the movie. And then halfway through it, they're like, "We're just not going to continue on with her plot." And then in the end end epilogue, they tell you she's still alive. They're <laughs> <star> on screen. <laughs> I told you she was in it. So all of the, anyways, all the side characters are really good. Most of them don't live. And the characters who live are are not the ones I would build a franchise on. Or basically they're telling you the monster is the thing we're paying for, not the humans. And to me, that's the biggest failure because you need the, mm-hmm. you need, unless you're going to make that. the monster the main well, character, you need to care hello, about the main character. Linda Hamilton's coming back for Terminator. And, so. and that's, mm. and that's, we'll and that, and that's we'll why that one has a chance. Right. Um, it's hard to make people care about new random characters, especially when you try to make them seem completely random. <clears throat> Certain large franchises that we know. Yes. So, we Becky, don't do, you need rec- to discuss. Mm-hmm. do you have recommendations? Uh, do I have recommendations? What was I? What happened this week? What was I watching this week? You know what? I watched. I don't know. I think we maybe we've already talked about it on the podcast, but last night I watched Survivors. The House. Did you watch Survivors? 
Oh no, that was two weeks ago. We already talked yeah. about no, that. No, I just, I was just. Curious. No, that was last week. We don't need to go over it again. I just wanted to know if you wanted to talk about it again. I mean, sorry for trying to raise the bar just an inch on this show, Shy. <laughs> Not everything sorry. can be about Rachel. Bilson. Not everything is about yeah, Rachel Bilson and well, Yasos. Okay, well, Some welcome of to our welcome to our new standard. podcast, The Predator Meets Rachel Bilson. <laughs> Um, I, well, sorry, not to now like downgrade my status as the most intellectual of the three, but I did watch the house and I laughed the whole way through. I lost all, you just lost all your credibility. Wait, Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell? I bet that movie delivers on its promises. Shai's like, and I'm back in the game. Jason Manzoukas delivers on his oh, promise. That's Manzoukas. what it is. Manzoukas. I'm watching that movie Three tonight. of them, whatever, fine, Shy, amazing. How have you not well, seen? Yes. This is like your trifecta. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I, saw it, I, I, saw, I saw it on an airplane, but I was I slept, oh. I slept, I, I was awake for the first 10 minutes and then woke up at the end, and I didn't feel Sounds like I missed anything, so I didn't oh. go back and try to see more. Oh. There's just I, so, I got on a so plane, and it was Manzoukas. lovely. I need more. I need more Jason Manzoukas in my life. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. He makes me laugh. Yeah, so that's what I watched last night. And you know what? For like a rental or a movie plane, perfect. Okay, yep. super. All right, Lily, what about you? Recommendations? I'm going to put the intellectual feather in my cap and say that I saw a awesome documentary last yes, night. I wanted to give Lily some shit now, okay? She watched a documentary too. Yeah, but it was very not as like gross as Ebola. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> people might actually want to see it um it was uh awesome i i loved it because and becky like of course like the documentary you spoke about last week it, they did uh, a very amazing job at making weaving the story slowly and slowly slowly it felt like you're watching like a dramatic film with like ups and downs and it, like the ending and it's it's very much a story being told about uh, probably the, one of the greatest surfers of all time ever in the whole world. Um, up there, like, you know, everybody knows Kelly Slater and Andy Irons was like pretty much the only person to rival him. Um, and it's just about this very hidden part of his life that nobody knew about. And just what if like when you see him, you know, some I like sports. I like um, stories about like athletes and stuff like that. This film, like when you get to watch, it's almost better than watching a fictionalized version of it because when you got to see a fiction version, yeah, it's like cool, whatever. But this, you get to see like all the real footage, and you, it, to me, the athleticism, it just like blows you away. What this person was humanly capable of doing, like an Olympic athlete, you know. And yeah. plus, the, yeah, the storytelling is really, really Very good. Cool. Um, and my husband's an avid surfer. Becky's husband's an avid surfer. So I assume it's also like a good movie if you're not so, into surfing. So one could but, say it's the gleaming the cube of surfing. I guess you could. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Gleaming. So it's called Kiss uh, Andy Irons Kiss by God. Cool. And excellent. And, any other and I, I recommend not looking too much into the like just watching the movie. Not that like you need to see a trailer for this, but. I also recommend just kind of like diving into the documentary and letting it tell the story. Okay, cool. All right. And uh, I guess to wrap up our recs, we'll do the pancake health corner. And I will just say that continuing our discussion of the low fat ice creams, uh, the brand Enlighten is probably the best peanut butter flavored item you can get is their peanut butter with chocolate chips. Or if you can find the Holy Grail, the chocolate with peanut butter chips those pints are absolutely amazing 
So what that's my that's my recommendation. Is, uh, oh, and the what's other that sound? And and I don't know. It's Becky's house. And the oh other, wow, there's so many sounds right now going on. There's a dog in the neighbor's yard that's been barking for the last hour. There's sirens. I swear to God, if my kid sleep actually sleeps through this, it will be a miracle. And or if the, we can podcast through this. And the other best in show for Enlighten is their. They have this hot chocolate flavored ice cream pop that has a swirl of marshmallow in it so it tastes like you're eating hot cocoa with marshmallows in it it's delicious now i want hot cocoa i'm very hungry right now so those are my two health corner um, recommendations and shall we do I, shout outs yes i would like to shout out first because i'm not sure this counts as a shout out so <laughs> i um i'm just gonna go first and you can keep on going after i was watching the show atypical i don't know if anybody else watches it. that's a recommendation oh, yeah. i really like i like season um, one a lot better than season two still i'm like if i'm in i'm in it's good enough for me i'm enjoying it but the character in the show works at sort of like a best buy kind of store or a what is the one in chuck you guys like so much that buy show more. Buy, more. buy more sorry sorry it's like a buy more if you will uh for chuck fans and there's a quick scene where uh, the characters, the main characters, interacting with somebody, and you see for like a split second that somebody's returning or buying an no, sorry, buying an item, and it's the Yeti microphone. Oh, really? Wow! <laughs> and I was like, I know that microphone. That's our <laughs> microphone. So shout out to Yeti because you got a teensy tiny product placement that I noticed. <laughs> yeah. I hope although, you can pay for that. Although Ye- Yeti is. Yeti is replacing my first microphone, and and I've been using the Yeti Nano over the last couple of weeks, and I would mm-hmm. say, we we've experienced what the Yeti Nano has done to us. So Yeti, I I trust you sort of. Uh, trust uh, you sort of. Okay. Becky, you get so- shout outs. I just I don't feel very prepared this week. Um, shout out to cousin Vanessa. Um, I'm just Maybe. not very prepared with my with my shout outs this week. Okay. okay so move on. I have, right. I, have, I don't have. I, any. I have but I feel bit. like that's lame. Right, worse is I feel like I have one and I can't remember what it is. Oh. Well, mm. I, I wrote a list week. down. I wrote a list down because I'm a grown up. And <laughs> first, I want to shout out to my wife who again took me to see the the Predator, and she said to me at the end, "I said, so did you like it?" And she said, "I'm happy if you're happy." Asked me, and, she said, and she said, if you asked me what this movie was about tomorrow, I would have no idea. And then she said, there's no good explanation as to why that thing has dreadlocks. So that's <laughs> Tough so but that fair. Okay, sure, so it gives it its strength. That's my wife. And then to my dear friends, Alana and Jason and their family who are visiting, they recommended to us the show The Tunnel, which is a mystery show that takes place in the channel between Britain and France of like crimes that are solved you know, between the two countries. So uh, shout out to them and great to Pretty see them. Interesting and concept. Also cool, cool Do the right? crimes have to occur in the physical tunnel itself? I think the crime in the original episode show, run of the show does. I have no idea what happens in season two because I haven't watched it yet. Hmm. And then the most kind of, uh, the most touching shout out I'd like to give is to a gentleman named Joe. And Joe has been the steward of the gold nerds, the leader of the Goldberg's fan empire for the last, I don't know how many years, but definitely as long as I've been into the show. And Joe has officially over, over Twitter. And then on the gold nerds podcast hung up 
his Spurs. He's still a mega fan, but he is no longer going to be doing day-to-day fandoming. And he has handed it over to my dear friend, friend of our show, friend of all people who like funny things. Ashley Miller is going to be taking over leadership Muzzle of the Empire. And so I think that is a beautiful, like, George Washington-like thing for him to do to hand the reins on to, to the next person. And uh, Lons, who is a big Goldbergs fan, and I have pledged our allegiance to Ash, and we're going to help her however we can as she goes out and uh, runs the Gold Nerds Empire. So if you're a Goldbergs fan, uh, uh, we all wish Joe goodbye, but but keep following the Gold Nerds, and, um, which is it's the Gold Nerds. Oh, on... I remember my shout-out. How Hold could on, I I'm giving this heartfelt goodbye. Sorry. And just uh, say, just say we're not listening, Shay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Lily. No, I was uh, listening. I was listening. I'm kidding. Mazel it, was tab, a, it was a great speech. Right. It's very nice of them to. Anyways, Lily, what was your shout out? Sorry, oh, oh, should I, should I, finish? Should I finish? No, I'm Lily's done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm just. I'm gonna remember. No. I'm gonna. No. I'm gonna I want to hear it. I'm sorry. It nope. was like a brain. Nope. It's over. Fart. It's gone. It's no, gone. Lindsay Mazeltov. I said it like three times. You're just naming. Oh, well. ran, you're just naming random people now. It was yeah. Ashley. 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 L- Lindsay sorry. is also a good friend of the show. Lindsay Afros yeah. Different, you said different. Lindsay and I are going to support her anyway. We no, can. No, Lons, Lons, Lons. There's a woman named oh, Lons, Lons who's a big gold nerd, and she and I are going to support Ash. You have a lot of friends. A lot of it's Twitter difficult. friends. That's why you have so many. Becky shots. and I have like have three friends. friends. It's not so easy for us. Okay. All right. So, See, uh, Lily, what was your shout out? I feel better by complimenting him. What was your shout um, out? My shout out is to Jamie Geller. The joy of cooking. Well, the joy of kosher. The maven of Chalot. I would like to <laughs> shout out to her because I followed her recipe to make challah for my like fifth time, but only first successful time. And it was with her recipe. Uh, that is that recipe is the shit. Like it's amazing. It is Everybody amazing. should try it. Becky even was like, I'm inspired. I'm gonna try it. And I was like, oh God, what if this was a fluke? Of course, Becky was able to do it beautifully. And yeah, it makes perfect. 1,000 million pounds of challah. Um, totally worth it because, like, if you went out, really, though, it was 12 pounds of bread. It's that's like a lot, but that way you can like freeze some, give it as gifts. Because if you go through all of that, you get like six muffins out of this, you know, it's like pretty annoying. But this was so much amazing, beautiful challah, and she is a joy to follow on Instagram. So, um, and she's jamiegeller.com on Instagram, which I appreciate because I go. Twitter.com. Uh, so you're, you're just making up her handle, but that's good. I think people can find her based on the um, crumbs that you've led for them on the internet. No, no, I swear. Hold on. I'm going to just double check, but I'm pretty uh, sure uh, that's what it is. Um, anyways, yeah, follow her and her delicious recipes. All right. All right. So, Becky, over to you. Where can people follow you? Oh, at PaperBKPrincess on Twitter. That's my Twitter handle. And Lily, where can people follow you.com? At the Twitter. At oh, the... I mean, sorry. At GTK Gomez <laughs> on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pancake for Table on Twitter and Instagram. All of the Pancake for Table fun at pancakefortable.com. Uh, you can help us out by going to your favorite iTunes or podcast provider and rating and reviewing us, or going to Podchaser and rating and reviewing us. 
And uh, you can also catch me on the other podcast that I participate in called Behind the Behind the Music. Our REM episode is up right now, and that's a pretty special one near and dear to my oh. heart with Rick Springfield and Motley Crue coming in the next Ooh. month. So those are, those are really fun episodes coming. And uh, last but not least, don't forget that you can, if you're so excited to join us at all-star comic-con you can get your tickets now uh, friday night movie and pancake for the table for next at, summer yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be in june 2019 we will, oh my june, goodness june 2019 we will be at the all-star comic-con at the tyson's in at the sheridan in tyson's corner virginia we're really excited to be a part of that and with that the music from what does it eat kicks in amazing we, and i was and right it is jimmygeller.com by the we way dance. so take that we dance we dance dancing I'm dancing. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Alright, bye guys. Okay, bye. Love Love you. you. Bye bye. Bye. Love you, bye. Guys, we're really throwing in some shade this episode.